0: word of prayer by Sister Lakita.
1: Let's bow our hands for prayer. Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we come humbly before your throne, Lord. We thank you so much once again that we're able to um, serve you and also to observe the Sabbath and to uh, praise you and all your creative abilities. Lord, we lift before y'all the sick and shut in, especially um, um, Sister McCree and Brother McCree's son, who is in the hospital, dear Lord. Those who are suffering from coronavirus, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and all the other illnesses that Satan bestows upon people, Father. We ask that on this Sabbath day that an angel will attend those who will accept him and bring them peace and comfort and mercy. And Lord, as we study your words, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be with us and help us to understand, open our minds and our um, hearts so that we may receive what you have for us and that it will be encrypted upon us. And we will serve you continuously. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. So, for everyone who, ha- who read this chapter ahead, uh, what is one word that describes how this chapter made you feel? Scared. Yeah. Liquida says scared. Yeah. Anyone else? Made me feel hopeful. Anybody else have a thought on it? Lakita, why'd you feel scared?
1: Well, because it talked about how the saints will be treated in the last days, you know, in a time of trouble, and then some will be chained, and people will have to flee from their houses, and, um, you know, houses and men will do you no good at that time. So, yeah, it was a pretty scary idea of going through that. Thinking like that.
0: Yeah, a lot going to be going on. It is uh, <laughs> frightful. Lee, I, um, thought
2: about, I thought about how the Lord is going to put some people to sleep before that because they would not be able to withstand it. And then I thought about how the people that are going to be living through that, what kind of faith they will have to have. And it mm-hmm, may yeah. not be our generation. It may be a generation or two from now. But I think about, I look around now and I say, whoa, boy, this generation after us is in pitiful shape. So how are they going to stand
0: up? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Something to think about, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I felt encouraged and hopeful because like Lakita said, it's going to be a tough and a terrible time for the saints of God, those who are keeping God's commandments and having the faith of Jesus. But on one of our pages, it says, alas, for that day is great and none is like it is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Then it says, but he shall be saved out of it. So, yeah, it's going to be scary and frightful and terrible, nothing like it we've ever seen. But God is going to take care of us. He's promised that he's going to be there right beside us. He's promised that his angels will protect us so that we don't have anything to be afraid of, uh, except that we forget how God has led us and blessed us in the past. Uh, Let me ask you again about this title, The Seven Last Plagues and the Righteous, The Great Time of Trouble. And then it says, the great time of trouble begins after probation's closed. Now, when do we say probation closes? What date is probation going to close on?
2: We don't know the date, but we know (laughs) that um, that, um, it will be before the decree. We don't know the exact date.
0: So it says the great time of trouble begins after probation closes. And then the first sentence, it says, when Christ shall cease his work as mediator in man's behalf, like you're just saying, Karen, then the time of trouble begins. And then a sentence after that, it says what? It says, then the case of every soul would have been decided. So there's no more praying after this, uh, After the time of trouble begins, there's no ministry in the heavenly sanctuary. After the time of trouble begins, because Jesus is finished ministering in the sanctuary at that point. And then comes that uh, decree. He that is unjust, let him what? Be "Be unjust still. He that is filthy, let
1: let him him be be filthy filthy still.
0: still. He that is righteous,
1: let him be righteous still.
0: And he that is holy, let let him be be. holy still, right? The restraining spirit of God is withdrawn from the earth at that time. So when that occurs, there's no more need for any intercession by Christ because everyone's uh, decision has been made for or against him. God's people are prepared for the trying hour before them. How is is it that we can be prepared for what's going to happen?
1: Study
0: through study and prayer,
1: and through uh, passing the test
0: and trials that God puts in our way. Okay, did everyone hear that? Through study, prayer, and passing the tests and trials God puts in our way.
2: And uh, I, I, it makes me think about also, as she said, study and prayer, but uh, also that we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit for the working out of our own salvation and we have to put away sin from us we have to put away our idols from us we have to put all that away
0: okay so we do have a work to do what is the biggest idol we have to push out of the way one of them i say self yeah ourselves right mm-hmm. uh, it's my firm belief that selfishness is the root of sin
2: Mm -hmm. I want
0: what I want, regardless of what it does to you or anybody else, or God even. So we need to put self behind. Go ahead. I
2: I was thinking, Lee, about the fact that the Bible says, thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. And Mm -hmm. so if we look at the sanctuary, and we look at the outer court, and it starts with the altar of sacrifice. And that's where we have to crucify self. Because we can't even get into the sanctuary if we don't crucify self first.
0: Good point. Excellent point. Uh, On page 253, it says, when the third angel's message closes, mercy no longer pleads for the guilty inhabitants of the earth. What's important about that sentence? When the third angel's message closes, mercy no longer pleads for the guilty inhabitants of the earth.
2: I I think that what's important is that apparently mercy, the angel of mercy is still pleading for us, and we still have time to make our calling and election, sure. And
1: at, that time, they, at that time, we will not have an intercessor standing between us and the Father.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, on the next page, 254, it says, the people of God have accomplished their work. They have received the latter rain, the refreshing from the presence of the Lord and are prepared for the trying hour before them. The final test has been brought upon the world. All who have proved themselves loyal to divine precepts have received the seal of the living God. Then Jesus ceases his intercession in the sanctuary above. So this the people of God have received the seal of the living God. What have the people of the world received? You're going to receive one of two things, the, the seal mark of, of the, the living beast. God. Right. The mark, the of, mark beast. of the beast. Exactly. Are people receiving the mark of the beast now?
2: I don't think so. I don't think that um, we've gotten to that point in our um, spiritual history yet.
0: But I think I think
2: I think that um, everyone will be given the opportunity to decide about the Sabbath and that once that decision is made, you either receive the mark of the beast or you don't.
0: Okay, what did we read in previous chapters about uh, this, the mark of the beast? It's not, not going to happen until there is a law demanding that you keep Sunday instead of Sabbath. When it becomes a law around the world that people have to keep Sunday instead of Sabbath, if you choose then to keep Sunday, then you receive the mark of the beast. Ooh. So right now, Sunday keepers, they don't have the mark of the beast. It's not in effect yet, and everyone's going to have to make that decision. We talked at one point about, is it okay to go to church on Sunday? You know, well, for a while, you will be able to do that, but at at some point, there's going to come a choice that has to be made, and all Sabbath keepers are going to be given that choice. Either you worship on the, the Sunday that man sets, or you worship on the Sabbath day that God sets And one of them, you know, is going to be choosing Mark of the Beast, and the other one will be choosing the seal of God. There won't be any halfway uh, decision making. So you can't straddle the fence. You can't tell Mm -hmm. somebody, oh, I'll do it next week. There's going to come a demand upon you, and your life will be at stake. And so what should we be doing right now, knowing that that choice is coming? doing making
3: sure we're doing the right thing now so it becomes become easy for us we're not scared trusting god
0: exactly okay. that's exactly right and i like the way you said it uh, if we're doing what god asked us to do now it'd be easier for us to do it later you know if you are spending your life doing what thus saith the lord then you're not liable to change later because you've spent your whole life Trusting God, depending on God, believing in God. And at the last minute, you're not just going to throw in the towel and say, forget it. You know, all my life has been in vain. I'm going to just go ahead and keep Sunday. But if you have not chosen this time now, while it's easier to get to know God for yourself, for your own savior, it will be hard later. Because when you're faced with your life, you're thinking, man, if if they kill me, it's over with. You know, but the Lord says, don't fear those who can only kill your mortal body, but fear the one who can cast your body and soul into hell. So we have to be making our decision now, as Alvina was saying, through trusting in God, through depending on God, studying, praying, witnessing, worshiping. All these things are to build up our dependence upon him, because in the time of trouble, that's not the time to start trying to build dependence and trust in God. You need it, we're all gonna need it. Over on uh, 254, talks about that it's gonna be terrible behind, beyond comprehension. The season of distress and anguish will require a faith that can endure weariness, delay, and hunger. A faith that will not faint though severely tried. How many of us sometime we come home and we're just so tired we collapse on the bed and fall right to sleep? How many of us get impatient at even the slightest delay? Have you ever noticed when your computer's slow to start up, you get mad? And the computer is really fast, but we're still impatient. And think about when you get hungry. You don't wanna hear it, right? I'm hungry, I want what I want now. And they even have that term hangry, where you're so hungry, you just get mad and angry. It's just terrible. And if you think about one of the things that they say in order for people to effectively lose weight, you kind of have to get used to that feeling of hungry. hunger. You have to kind of get used to not being full, not being overloaded. And it's a tough thing for us to do. And if if we can't even handle that, how are we going to handle the time of trouble, right? That type of faith has to be able to not faint, even though being severely tried. It's often the case that the trouble we we think is coming, we make it even bigger than it really is. You know, if you've ever been afraid of something like maybe you're afraid to go on a roller coaster and then finally your friends talk you into it. And when you get off the roller coaster, you're like, man, that was pretty good. That wasn't as bad as I thought. But the time of trouble is not gonna be that way. It's gonna be worse than you ever thought because we can't even anticipate what's really gonna happen. And again, that means now is the time where we need to be building our faith so that we can endure weariness, delay, and hunger. If you can't endure hunger, what do you think it would take for you to uh, give in to man's demands? What would you say?
1: Missing one meal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you might miss a meal. What else could they do to get you to agree with them?
1: Provide the meal you miss, starving.
0: Yeah, provide a meal for you. Offer you food, Mm -hmm. wave a hamburger in front of your nose, you know. And if you haven't built up the kind of uh, uh, determination, it's going to be easy for you to be swayed. Somebody had a comment?
2: I was going to say, Lee, that, um, you know, probably some of the saints are going to be subject to torture or torturing of their children or. You know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And now you may say, Well, I can withstand being tortured myself, but what about your child? Seeing your child tortured.
0: Yeah.
3: That you is know? tough. Mm-hmm. But but if That's we go with the enemy, we're gonna the whole family will be lost, you know? Right. So we might as well just be like hang tough with God. Right. And that's what the, uh, I think that it
2: was brought out, uh, was it last week that the Waldensies did, or is it this week in this lesson? That that's what the Waldensies did, that they did not waver, even though their children suffered and starvation and died and stuff, you know?
3: Right. It was like, again, Susie? That type like of little faith. Susie, I'll see you in heaven. Right.
0: And they probably taught their children that too, so that the kids knew, yeah, we'll meet again in heaven, even if they kill me. But again, mm-hmm. that's not the type of thing you wait till the last minute to to um, tell people or to start believing in. Have to be doing it now before the time happens. When things happen to you instantly, you don't know what your reaction's gonna be. But if you've lived your life based on principle, then you have a much stronger resistance to things that you know are not right. Because again, it's like building muscle you can't just go right into the gym and lift 300 pounds instantly. But if you build up to it over over time, you can. I think probably, Thomas, you could probably lift a couple hundred, 300 uh, pounds or something. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I, I, I said, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But could you do it when you were 10 years old? No, 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 sir. Right, it had okay. to build up to it, you know. Right. It had to mature. You had to build up to it. Your body had to be strong enough and strengthened. And it's the same way with our faith. Our faith has to become mature, built up, and strengthened through constantly walking with Christ. Uh, right. Karen mentioned this uh, about many people are going to be laid to rest before the time of trouble. You know, as whenever we go to. Uh, Do hospital ministry and pray for the sick and shut ins. You know, the thing was for everybody to pray, Oh Lord, heal this person right now and bring them back to good health. And, you know, over time, I've learned that that's not necessarily the thing that you want to pray for. You know, what we want to pray for is that God's will is done because Mm -hmm. God knows the beginning from the end. He knows what this person can handle and not handle. And God has a purpose, like the pastor said, for each of us. He knows if this pers- person' purpose is completed or if they have more to do, and it's up to him to decide. And it says on page 255, it's not always safe to ask for unconditional healing. Who knows whether or not those for whom petitions are offered will be able to endure the trial and test that would come upon them if they live. He, talking about God, knows the beginning from the end and that many will be laid away to sleep before the fiery ordeal of the time of trouble shall come upon our world. So there's going to be a lot of saints being laid to rest. And you know, we don't know what's going on. So we'll be praying for the Lord to deliver them from death. And, but God knows them. God knows their hearts. We don't. So again, when we pray, let's remember to pray according to God's will. And when you're saying in Jesus' name, that's not just a phrase. That means in the spirit and in the will and desire of Jesus Christ. Um, I know people who have prayed to the Lord that they want to fall asleep before the time of trouble. because It's it's not going to be for the faint of heart, right?
2: Right. That's why I was saying that, you know, it seems like with each successive generation, and of course the Bible says it, it comes a greater degree of disobedience and disregard for the holy precepts and all of that and so it's like wow those that are going to be able to stand during the time of trouble they're going to have to have some strong faith
0: mm-hmm. um, like you were saying alvina about the kids being uh dying or the parents uh the lord has uh the lord knows that many little children are going to be laid to sleep also before the time of trouble but we shall see our children again and meet them in the heavenly courts So that's something that we have to remember when our children's lives or our lives are on at stake, that God is going to take care of them. God's going to take care of us. All those who accept him and believe in him, he's promised he would not leave or forsake. And again, if we, you know, sometimes people even pray, uh, Lord bless us and keep us. And if I don't see you here, I'll see you in glory or whatever, you Mm know, and, uh, it was very interesting. Some of y'all know Pastor Ani Jackson. Y'all remember Annie Jackson? <laughs> Over at Maria? Yeah, well, he used to tell, uh, uh, t- when he was preaching, he'd tell a story about a man who was uh, in a boat, and the, and the choice was made between the man and his wife, who's going to stay on the boat and who's going to have to die. And he would say, uh, well, honey, I'll see you in glory. You know, because, you know, if one of us dies now, we'll see you again in heaven. And that's a good comforting thing to tell your children also, because you might not be near your kids when the time of trouble happens. They might be clean around the world, but you can always tell them, I might not see you now again on earth, but I'll see you in heaven. And that's Mm -hmm. a comforting thought, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now, here's a big question. What is Satan's goal? It's on page 255. What is Satan's goal?
2: Uh are you at or it says his purpose is to cause uh the righteous to be blotted from the earth. Is that where you are, Lee?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And right above that.
2: Um, the law to extinguish all who submit who do not submit to the authority of
0: um, mm-hmm. the
2: great deceiver.
0: Yeah. His his goal is to destroy all Sabbath keepers, cause us to be blotted out of the earth, uh, exterminate everyone who does not submit to him. And God's know, people are going to be brought into great trial and distress because Satan considers this his world. And he's thinking, if I could just get rid of those Sabbath keepers. Nobody would know about the Sabbath. Nobody would know about God being the creator. I can just destroy people like I want to. So we as Sabbath keepers, what is it our duty to do? We always talk about this.
2: Sound the alarm. We're a watchman on the walls.
0: Mm-hmm. Want to elaborate on that? watchmen on the walls?
2: Well, we are in a fearful time and... Um, our job is to watch, pray, but also warn other people. And watchmen on the walls. The trumpet. The trumpet has a certain sound, and and um, we are to sound that certain sound of warning to the inhabitants of the earth.
0: Hmm. Do you think it'd be very hard for the devil to influence people to do wrong?
2: No, because we were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, so we are bent towards evil.
0: Does anyone think it's hard for our political leaders to influence people to do wrong?
2: Well, we have seen that. No, that's not hard at all because we still have people that are following uh, the current uh, regime.
0: (laughs) Okay. Alvina, your phone's not muted.
2: I'm
3: sorry, I'm trying to get it. I apologize. Be quiet,
0: (laughs) y'all. I apologize. So even if we look at our current leader, since he's been in office, what has started to happen more frequently in the in America?
2: Foolishness. Right.
0: People racial, ra- the,
2: the racial division, um, discrimination, um mm-hmm. targeting, and racial times. targeting.
1: Unemployment.
2: All
0: of that. Yeah, Jam, did you have something to say?
4: to send executive orders when he doesn't get his way
0: mm. yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and so it is easy to be influenced to do evil especially if like karen's saying you already leaning in that direction so because of the the uh impact or the influence that 45 has you see a lot more hate crime you see a lot more violence you know it's just sad and that's, and you know- that's the same go ahead
2: no i'm sorry you go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you And that's the uh,
0: type of influence that we're to have, but in an opposite way. We're to influence people to be loving and kind one to another. So it's always those two sides going against each other. Either you're influencing a person to be like Christ or you're influencing a person to be more like Satan. And that's what Satan wants is for people to hate each other, to destroy each other. And he feels like if he could just get rid of those Sabbath keepers, he can influence people to do evil like he wants them to do. Karen, what were you going to say?
2: So I was going to say that, uh, you know, 45 always applauds himself and says that he's the least prejudiced person in the world. But I remember a saying that says all it takes for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. And he's good at right. doing nothing. You know? um, so that when all this stuff happens, where is our president? Where is our leader? And nothing, you see nothing from him, you know, regarding the, the what's going on in the streets. Sad unless excuse he, un- unless he wants to be the one to walk across the street. Then you see all of this cra- crazy foolishness against the American people. But
0: Yeah, sad excuse for a leader. And I know y'all heard his last uh, thing that he's talking about doing with the schools. He, he wants say? to teach. He wants it, the schools to teach more of what he calls patriotic history because there's a uh, program called the 1619 program. And we all know that the importance of the date 1619 when the first slaves came to America, where they're teaching more about the history, the true history of slavery and the true history of America. But he doesn't want that. He wants patriotic America, where everything was perfect, propaganda everything America. was right what'd you say?
2: Propaganda America.
0: Yeah, he wants us to wave the flag, you know, and point out the founding fathers, how they were so great, you know, but that's not true history. You know, he wants, as he says, make America great again. He's looking at the 1700s when he thought it was a great country, but it wasn't great for everybody, as we well know, Uh, but the influence that he has is far-reaching, so uh, God has put us on the planet to be the counterbalance to evil influence. We're to be the holy influence through our example of of Christ and through our words and deeds and actions and through what we, what we exemplify when we're talking to other people and when we're teaching and when we're giving and when we're out and about in the streets. People need to see a good example. There's so many evil examples. They need to see some good examples. So, when the time of trouble starts happening in the plagues, what do you think people are going to do? Who are they going to blame? Because in America, you always have to have a scapegoat, right? It's always somebody else's fault, whatever happens. They're going
3: to blame me for spreading the good news. Like, what are we doing instead of uh, prophecy being fulfilled?
0: We couldn't, we couldn't hear you too well. Say that again.
3: I, I believe on the said the uh, Saints for what's going on instead
0: of being filled. She said they're gonna blame okay. the Saints. Okay. Anyone else? Why? Why would they blame the Saints? And for because
2: they are deceived by the Great uh, Deceiver. They are deceived by the great deceiver and because of the things that are gonna be going on in the world that, you know, we see right now where a lot of the privileged people, so to speak, feel like they're in slavery now because they have to wear, simply because they have to wear a mask. And so...
0: <laughs> slavery, huh?
2: <laughs> right, they, they, that's what they're saying. They feel like they're enslaved because they have to wear a mask and they don't wanna do that. And um, so, you know, when 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 things really start happening, You know, where there's going to be because we know that this is just the beginning of sorrows. And when things really start happening and God's judgments are starting to come down on the earth, when the four when the four angels let go of the four winds, it's going to be, as we were reading, a terrible time. And so um, I think this is just a prelude to that. And God is in his mercy is giving us time to say, you know what, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Worse is going to come get right now, you know. Mm
1: Hey, so i like to um, kind of point out something you just said. They are saying that wearing a mask, uh, that they are what, like in slavery because they're wearing a mask. That gives me a clue that people have no idea what slavery was like for those people. They right. have absolutely no idea right. what that meant for them. And therefore, they can't even touch the idea of being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. They have no clue of what real suffering is.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I agree with you.
0: And when the plagues are falling, they're going to start blaming the Sabbath keepers and say, if it wasn't for those people, you know, do you remember uh, several years back when there was big floods happening and uh, one of these religious leaders uh, said it happened because the people were homosexual? I think it was Falwell said that. And then another guy, Pat Robertson, was saying that the Lord is punishing the the iniquity of these cities, et cetera. Well, there's always going to be somebody to blame other people for something. Anything that happens bad, we got to blame somebody else. If something good happens, of course, that was all my fault Mm -hmm. that the good things happen. But if something bad happens, they got to blame somebody else.
1: And so let's stop here briefly and visit Jerry Falwell. Is that the name you threw out there? Mm -hmm. With all of his um, hidden... You know uh what can we call that behavior he was in it's just crazy sexual stuff he was going through while he's throwing stones at the um at homosexual people. Here's the thing is this these people are doing all kinds of you know what it says there's wickedness in high places doing all kinds of stuff behind you know um uh, that's hidden and then they want to say that plagues are caused by somebody you bringing the plague to us stop it <laughs> hmm
0: I think it's in the book of Isaiah where God talks about the people hiding behind the walls, peeping and muttering, eating mouse flesh and stuff, basically all the iniquity behind the scenes. Yet here they are, the leaders of the country mm-hmm. trying to pretend that they're all high and mighty. Mm-hmm. But God sees us. There's nothing you can do that he doesn't already know about. There's no way you can hide from God. And he was pointing that out. But we still have leaders today who are pointing fingers at everyone else and they're they're committing sins behind closed door. So we have to be careful to remember that anytime you point at somebody else, you have three fingers pointing back at yourself. So we have to be very careful about that. Uh, also it talks about death for all who do not honor Sunday, threatening people with punishment and death if they do not observe the first day of the week as sabbath now that's an important point on 257 it's not just threatening them with with uh for not keeping sunday but it's saying you have to actually believe that the first day of the week is the sabbath not just go to church it says you have to observe it as the sabbath that's a little different how is observing it as the sabbath different from keeping trying to keep sunday holy is there any difference? I could go to church on Sunday, right? Right. Is that right. the same as me keeping it as Sabbath?
2: No, what they're saying is in your mind, you have to believe that that's the right day. But then what's funny about that is that there are a whole lot of people that don't worship or go to church on any day. <laughs> and so now, now you're saying, okay, now you got to force these people also to believe that that's the right thing to do.
0: hmm Everybody's going to have to make a choice. And that's true. I could go to church on Sunday, but not even know about the true Sabbath. There are there are millions of people who go to church on Sunday just because that's what they were told to do. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, it used to be, Mama said, do it because I said so. You right. didn't get to ask questions. Why, right. why are we going on this day, Mama? Because I said so. And that's right. it. So and the many thing people about- still don't understand the Sabbath. Right. There
2: has to be a mindset either for or against the Sabbath, either for the Sabbath and worshiping solely on the Sabbath or for Sunday and worshiping solely on Sunday. And so you have to say, okay, the Lord is going to have to put out of his spirit upon the Sabbath keepers to prepare them for this time. But also the enemy is going to have to put out of his spirit upon those that receive his mark, because like I said, a lot of them don't go worship at all. And so if, in fact, it has to be a mindset of this is the right day to worship and, and, and you have a large majority of people that don't worship at all on any day, then you, you have to say, OK, well, he's going to have to be he's going to have to pull a cloak of darkness. I'll put it like that around the whole world that are that have received or will receive his mark.
0: Hmm. Now, if I accept, uh, you know, they always say about Sabbath keepers. Those folks that keep Saturday for Sunday. But if I choose, if I say Sunday is the Sabbath, what am I really saying? That God was If wrong. I truly say Sunday is the Sabbath, what am I saying?
2: You're denying the creator. You're denying the redeemer. You're denying the savior. You're denying everything.
0: Yeah, Lakita, what'd you say? Oh, the same thing. Yeah, you're, what you're saying is God is not the creator because we keep the Sabbath recognizing that God, the Almighty, is the creator of heaven and right. earth
2: and, and you're all saying, the
0: universes. Mm-hmm.
2: And you're saying God is a liar. The Bible is a lie.
0: Right. You're doing a lot of different things. And you're saying, I trust man more than I trust God. I'm following man over following God. Mm-hmm. so you're saying a lot of things by saying sunday is the sabbath day so it's not just a thing that you can just say yeah i'm gonna do it just so i won't get killed
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's not gonna work you're gonna have to make a decision and that decision is is either going to lead you to the seal of god or the mark of the beast
2: the thing and about it is the time,
0: is... oh. what'd you say
2: i was just saying the thing about it is is that where is their reference points going to be to say Sunday is the Sabbath? Because they can't point to the Bible because it's not well, in the Bible. And I so where are their what? reference points going to be?
0: Where T.D. Jake's reference point is, his grandma.
2: Uh-huh.
0: He said he okay. keeps Sunday because his grandma kept Sunday. Okay. And what and about those whose that grandma
2: way. didn't keep Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> whose grandma... Whose
0: grandma didn't keep no
1: They... they
0: uh, <laughs> They have an interview you can find it on YouTube where they said, <laughs> why do you keep Sunday instead of Saturday as the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week? And he said, because my grandma kept Sunday.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, that's just not going to work. It's not going to work. Everybody's going to have to stand for themselves in the day of judgment. And, you know, it's true of us also. We can't uh, depend upon the fact that we're members of Tabernacle of Praise or Northside or or Berean or any other church. We can't do that. It's going to be between you and God. Mm -hmm. The decision is between you and God. He's not saving denominations. He's not saving groups of people. He's not saving discipleship classes. He's saving individual disciples. So you can't depend on your family's belief. can't depend on your church's beliefs. It's what do you believe as an individual that God has given a mind and a brain to? Uh, a lot of times people say, they'll come and ask you a question, and uh, what about this here subject, or what about that topic, or what about the state of the dead, or what about the incarnation of Christ, and many times people answer re- very quickly, well, my church believes this and that. Well, they didn't ask you what your church believed, they asked what do you believe, and how are you going to be able to answer them if you have not made up your own mind as to what God's word says. So remember, it's an individual. Salvation is an individual thing. We're not going to be saved because we're members of a certain church or not. Uh, You know, I know civil penalties, it's going to be, I guess, in phases, start with civil penalties like fines or whatever, then imprisonment, and then finally death. So it's just going to be it's just going to be showing how far Satan is willing to go to rule this world. And, you know, that's what you have to remember, too. When people ask, if God is so loving, why did he let these people die? Why does God allow evil things to happen to good people? Why does God allow death and destruction? Why don't he just stop it all? Because we're in, a, in what type of conflict? Cosmic conflict. Warfare. Yeah, it's a warfare. spiritual warfare. It's not just things on this earth at stake. This is a spiritual warfare. And if he was to, if God, uh, let's say, let's say that you wanted, to, you wanted to walk on water, right? And mm-hmm. so God allows you to walk on water like He did Peter. And you get so comfortable, you start thinking you're the one walking on water, right? Mm. And then when God doesn't help you do it or allow you to do it, what's going to happen to you? You're going to sink. You're going to sink. Right. So we have to be careful with what we believe as well. It's not by our power that anybody's going to be saved. It's not because we're members of the church we're going to be saved. It's not because of all our good works we're going to be saved. It's always we're all saved by the grace of God and not of works. Otherwise, we could boast about it. Our big thing is we have to keep our trust in God and we have to put our trust in God. The reverence of God's people for his law is a constant rebuke to those who have cast off the fear of the Lord and are trampling on his Sabbath days. Throughout history, people have put up death decrees for people keeping God's commandments, right? Uh, But we have to put our trust in God and just remember God is able to defend us, says when the time of trouble comes, every case is already decided. No more probation, no more mercy for the impenitent. The seal of the living God is on his people over on 259. Uh, So when the time of trouble happens and the evil of the world start to attack us, is this when we pull out our AKs and fight back? Anybody?
2: no no No, the angels of god will protect us
0: okay anybody else is this time where we use our karate skills and go off on some people what are we supposed to do
4: make god our defense
0: okay make god our defense what do you mean by that jane
4: we're depending on him to come to our assistance. Like Karen said, we have the angels of heaven there to protect us, and so we have to trust that he will do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent point. Make God our defense. Have you ever heard people that say, it used to be more so, I think, back in a few years past, of people would say, all, the, all of us Black people, we need to just get together and, and start a war against the United States and Fight the government, you know. Where is that going to end up? Where is that going to take us? Everybody bought the dead. (laughs) A lot of blood, (laughs) kid.
3: Nowhere but death.
0: Yeah, that's just sheer destruction coming our way, right? Because we can't defend ourselves against the United States. And by the same token, uh, the remnant, God's people, are unable to defend ourselves against uh, the powers of the devil. We can't do it. So there's no need us trying to take up arms or swinging swords at anybody. It's not about that. We have to depend uh, uh, as God protecting us. Can we depend on the government to send out National Guard to help us? No. Not at that no. time, no. No. National Guard ain't coming. And yeah. I served if in the do, National Guard. Send, if they in. do, they're
3: coming to
2: get us. right? <laughs>
0: they coming to get exactly. us. And i tell you the truth, I served in the National Guard, and you don't even want them coming. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You don't want those people coming to do nothing. So the people, uh, we're not to take up arms against them. We're to depend upon God to protect us. He's promised to protect us, promised never to leave us nor forsake us. And, you know, this is going to be... all around the world people in different parts of the earth all around the world sometimes we get to where we're thinking this is just going to be in america no it's going to be all around the world because god has people everywhere right you
5: know elder carol i explained it Mm -hmm. to my grandson this week he we were talking about how far he said well how far you think They'll do to Sabbath keepers. I said, well, I said, it could come a point that they kill us. And I said, but I said, I'm not going to fear death because Christ is with me. And he said, so you would, you would let them go ahead and kill you. I said, yeah, because nothing in this life is worth dying for. But I said, but when it comes to God, I'll die for Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Every one of us has to be that firm in our stance and depending upon God's grace because we all have to stand the test for ourselves. every individual member of the church will going to be tested as though there was not another person in the world. Isn't that interesting? How can we be tested like that like there's nobody else in the world, even if we're together with each other? How is it possible to still be tested as an individual? Because
5: God's saving us, he' it's an individual relationship which you have with him it's not a group it's not a, like you said not a church but it's individually the way god saves us
0: Hmm. anyone else how is it that god saves us as individuals even though we may be in a group of people do you have any comments on how can we be how is it that god tests us and saves us as individuals even though we may be with other people,
1: uh, because we all have our own personal relationships, he's interested in us individually.
0: You
1: know, in I couldn't him. hear her. Speaker. I said that God has, um, because we all have our own individual relationships with God. He's interested in us individually, although we may come together in church or wherever. In a group, God is interested in us individually, and that's how He's going to save us because He knows each of us by our name.
0: Amen. Also, during a time of trouble, will you be able to just lock your doors to your big mansion and stay in there, and (laughs) you know, use your bank account to buy food and have it delivered to your home at that time?
1: No, that's what the time of trouble is all about. You're not gonna be able to buy.
3: Got to go over the (laughs)
0: hill. Uh, head for the hills yeah houses and lands will be of no use uh they used to preach a sermon back in the day uh the day when money is thrown into the streets and nobody picks it up because money is going to be useless at that time houses will be useless land will be useless you know we don't need those things uh god is going to be speaking to his people letting us know when it's time for us to sell our possessions to further his cause. Uh, Back when the Church Adventist church was first starting, the people sold their houses and lands to further the work of God. They left all that behind because they saw that this is a greater need and that they were willing to sacrifice and to endure uh, going without so that God's message can be spread. And there's gonna be that time again, uh, God's gonna call for us to uh, sell what we have so that we can help move the work forward and let people know about his soon coming. So we don't want to get all hooked up into our big house or our fancy car or our nice clothes. We don't want to get hooked into anything that's earthly because all of it's going to burn up, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with having those things if God blesses you, but we have to be very careful that we don't allow the things of this earth to grow brighter in our minds than God does. You know, God knows how much each of us can handle. And if we pray that his will is done in our lives, we won't have to worry about those things. But don't allow uh, material goods to cloud your view of God. I had mentioned earlier during our stewardship time that uh, Deuteronomy 28, 14 says for us not to turn our foot to the right or the left, turn to turning to other guys to serve them. We have to be very careful that we don't allow our material goods or other people to become other guys that we end up serving. God's own property needs to be returned to him in offering so that we can spread the good news uh of Jesus coming. Uh one of the things that we had talked about before was during the time of trouble the saints would be praying and would be wondering if their s- sins had been forgiven and uh Praying that God forgives them and if trying to remember if they had forgotten any sins. But over on page 263, where we have page 263, says, God's people will have a deep sense of their shortcomings, and as they reveal their lives, their hopes will sink. But remembering the greatness of God's mercy and their own sincere repentance, they will plead his promises made through Christ to helpless, repenting sinners. And it says their faith will not fail because their prayers are not immediately answered because they will lay hold of the strength of God as Jacob did and say, I will not let you go except you bless me. So that brings at the point that when we think about ourselves and what we've done in our lives, the sinfulness, the sins that we've committed, the evil thoughts and the evil deeds we've done, then we can't see how we're going to be saved. But when we look at Jesus and his love and mercy for us, then we can't see how we can be lost. So thinking in that vein, who should we keep our focus on? On Jesus, Christ. right? Don't focus on yourself. <laughs> don't, when, I don't like focusing on myself because I know I'm not worthy, but when I focus on Jesus, he is more than worthy. Anybody else had a thought on that? Akita, what you got?
1: So I want to back up a little bit to the place where Lee said that um, we will be, we will know when to sell our material goods. Mm-hmm. But if you're not practicing returning faithful tithes and offering, if you can't do that little bit, it's going to be very difficult to give up your house for the, for the good of the, of the gospel. That's all,
0: just a thought from stewardship. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from the stewardship director, okay. Now here's an interesting point too. Uh, has anybody, I know I asked this before, does anybody else remember when there was a group of Adventists around the country who were uh, stockpiling food and and uh, supplies in caves and stuff like that? Does anybody remember that? Lakita does. Anybody else remember when that was reported that there were Adventists around the country stockpiling food and stuff? Mm-mm, I don't remember that. Yeah, nobody else remembers.
5: What well, didn't Jim Jones do that also? Because he once was an Adventist, and I thought in Indiana I thought he was once having his uh, people to do that. That's after he yeah, left that- the Adventist.
0: Yeah, they went down to uh, South America and was trying to live down there. But I'm not sure if he was an Adventist or not. Yeah, he was.
5: Yeah, he was. He's an ex. Hmm. He was an ex Adventist.
0: Oh, okay, ex.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: let's make I this great. And in Indiana, Keresh he started was...
5: off strong, but then he became ex.
0: Yeah, good. Him and uh, who was that guy in Wake? David
2: Koresh.
0: David Carras, yeah. You -hmm. know, that's a lot of ex-Adventists doing a lot of things, just like there are a lot of ex-Baptists and Catholics doing a lot of evil things. That's true,
2: that's true. But you know, the weed and the tear grow together, so that just Mm -hmm. you know, the dividing line happens more clearly for some people.
0: Yeah. Well, I brought that up
5: because I know in Indiana there were so many, you know, people that was that was sincere for God, that was trying to get people to, you know, become Adventists. And I came up during that era where people were turning away because they were looking at these different ones that had taken the wrong path.
0: Yeah, Don't, don't look at them. <laughs> look at the ones who have taken the right path. Uh, but That's as I was true. saying, there were groups of people, and they were putting stockpiles of food in caves and, and supplies and stuff. And yeah, You know, in time, in preparation for the time of trouble. Uh, Much like that show, The Doomsday Preppers. Anybody watch that?
5: I've never seen it.
0: Thomas, you I watch The Doomsday Preppers, don't you? <laughs> no, I ain't never watched that show. Okay, well, it's about all these people. they saving saving uh, food and weapons and all this stuff for the time of the end. They think it's going to be a racial war. Or the poor against the rich, or the whites against blacks, whatever. Uh, but there were also church members who were doing it in time for the preparation of time of trouble. But it ended up that uh, some people ended up stealing all their supplies. <laughs> mm. So they, <laughs> they were just out of luck Lots anyway. prepared for the time of the trouble then. Yeah. So should we be doing that? Should we use our Pathfinder knowledge mm. and our SAMs and Costco clubs to save up supplies? No. Why not? No?
2: Because this is a spiritual warfare, and God will feed those who are His own. If He has to send ravens to feed them, take care of them. Okay. Uh-huh. And because, Anybody and yet? because, right. if we do that, as you say, or as Patsy mentioned, those things are going to be stolen from us anyway. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, and who should we be depending on?
2: God and God
3: alone.
0: You know the
4: mentioned uh uh-huh. pathfinders a friend and i were discussing how when we were younger in pathfinders we knew how to identify different plants and things of that nature so there may be a time where we could kind of brush up on those skills, so then we if we do come into that situation we'll know some safe things to eat i mean i believe god will show us too mm-hmm. but uh-huh. we have master guides that can kind of walk us through that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i Our pastor felt like is was... a
2: master guide
0: oh is he okay.
4: yeah
0: I always felt it was sad that the uh, Pathfinders kind of started going down in popularity in, in the church because it was a very good group. I mean, I, many of us were in Pathfinders and and it was a lot of fun and you learned a lot. And like you're saying, Jan, some of those skills could come in handy. They say one of the things that you have to know when you're out in the wilderness, just in a, a human point of view, you have to know how to start a fire. You have to know how to get water when those things aren't readily available. And of course, we're trusting in God to lead us, but it never hurts to have some knowledge. Knowledge is always good. So maybe pathfinders might make a comeback. You never know. But as it says, God has promised us what? In time of trouble.
2: Protection, deliverance, food and water.
0: Yeah, he says our bread and water be sure, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say he was going to have a T-bone steak and a
3: baked potato. When are these people killed for their belief? I mean, if he's saying he's going to protect us, some are going to be killed. So, when in the time of trouble?
0: Some will be old and some will be protected? Now, remember what we read earlier that was the Lord is going to put a lot of people to sleep before the time of trouble. Not everybody is going to go through the time of trouble. And we'll find out a little bit later okay. how many people are actually going to come through the time of trouble. But it's not going to be everybody. But those but some who Some people will be killed. Yeah. Not during, not during the time of trouble what? because it doesn't serve any purpose. Before the time of trouble when people were martyred for their faith, it served as a seed and as okay. encouragement for people to follow Christ. Once the time of trouble starts, we know probation is closed. Everybody has been sealed either for God or against Him. So there's no need for anybody to die. Just like there's no more prayers. Oh, okay. Okay. So more like the Sunday law,
3: start coming. when the Sunday law start coming, that's where they can put some people to death and on, pursue and all of the stuff, right? Yeah. And that's not
0: the time of trouble yet, Right. As we like, go in a little bit further, you'll see what's going to happen. Uh, The time of trouble is just before the coming of Christ. The righteous will be preserved through the ministry of the heavenly angels. God has promised us that to have enough uh, to make it through. Again, you're not going to be living high on the hog, as they say, but he's promised you. Just like Elijah, when he was by the brook Cherith, he didn't give Elijah a bunch of cakes and pies and roast beef and stuff like that to eat. He just had a little bit of food and water, but he was preserved so that he could continue doing God's will, and you got to remember again, this is all about faith in God, knowing that he's promised to protect us, we don't know exactly how he's going to do it, we just know that he's promised to do it.
2: Right, and we know though that if we make it into the kingdom, I have not seen nor ear heard the things which God has prepared for us, and and you know, just as Jesus on the cross he, he he looked at the travail of his soul and he was satisfied. I think that if we make it to heaven, whatever we had to go through down here, we will be satisfied.
0: Amen. Over on 267, it says, talking about the people through the time of trouble, Satan and his host cannot destroy them for angels that excel in strength protect them. Satan finds in human hearts some point where he can gain a foothold. Some sinful desire cherished, by means of which his temptations assert their power. But Christ declared, "The Prince of the World comes and has nothing in me." Uh, Satan couldn't find nothing in Jesus to enable him to gain the victory. And this is a this is a type of attitude and condition that those through the time of trouble must have that the devil can't find a foothold. You know, it's kind of like if you've If you had uh, just say you had some type of an addiction uh, earlier in life and then you struggled and fought and through trial and through tears and pain and struggle and sweat, you came through that addiction, you know, it's not going to have the same type of influence over you as it did. You know, you still got to be careful, but you fought through it and you've learned and you've grown. And uh, so now... It's not the same, it's not as easy for the devil to get you on those type of addictions because you have accepted Christ's power in your life. But the battle of self continues. Sanctification is what type of work? A work of lifelong. A life. Lifelong obedience. It's like an alcoholic. Even though you stop drinking, you're still an alcoholic. So you always have to be careful not to get back in that area to where you'll be tempted uh, and end up falling again. The thing that we have to uh, be aware of, like Karen has said earlier, it's a mental war. It's a constant war against the carnal mind that we have to fight against our evil thoughts. It's a constant war in our minds to stay faithful and uh, trusting in God and not falling for the devil's trick. And we do that by meditating upon pure and holy things. Uh, It says perfection, only exist in our imagination. Why do you think that's true? Perfection only exists in your imagination. We're
1: in a sinful world. Nothing is perfect.
0: We're in a sinful world. Nothing's perfect. Anybody else? And it
5: says that we all have sinned that fall short of God's glory. So God is the only perfect one.
0: Yeah, very good. Anybody else? Why is perfection only in our imagination?
2: I think also because we will not be perfected until uh, we're caught up in the air to meet him.
0: Yeah. All excellent points. And you know, uh, one thing that I've noticed in life, no matter how perfect you may think something you did is, somebody else ain't going to think it's perfect. (laughs) You know how quick we are to find fault with what other people have done. You know you could find a, a person who crafted the most beautiful Persian rug, took years to do it, made sure everything was great and perfect, and somebody would look at the back of it and say, "Oh, I see they missed this little spot right here." That's just how humans are very skeptical and very negative about uh, other people what they do. Well,
1: we saw someone. Who's going to, uh,
0: God going to turn the step away from between us and the right? Yeah, when the uh, time of trouble, when everybody is sealed, mm-hmm. then that's perfection. So, uh, Alvini, you was talking about the people on the earth through the time of trouble. Let's look over on page 268 and see what that has to say. And we've all heard of this number of people, there's been some confusion about who it is and stuff. What's that number on page
2: 268?
0: 144,000. 144,000. That's in Revelation 15. Uh, Who are these people? Anybody know? Well, go ahead. Those are the ones who lived in the time of
1: trouble.
0: Okay. Anybody else? Who are these people?
2: They're the ones like, uh, almost, you think about it like uh, uh, Elijah was saying on Mount Carmel, the ones that never bowed a a knee to bail.
0: Amen. Now it says they sing a new song, a song which no man can learn except the 144,000 because it's the song of deliverance. Where do you think they've been delivered from? From desert? Yeah, the time of trouble. It says in Revelation 15, these are they which follow the Lamb wherever he goes, having Mm -hmm. been translated from the earth, Mm -hmm. translated from the earth to heaven, from among the living, are counted as the first fruits unto God and the Lamb. These are they which came out of great tribulation, the time of trouble. They passed through the time of trouble that never was. They have endured the anguish of Jacob's trouble. They have stood without an intercessor through the final outpouring of God's judgments. So it's 144,000 of those alive when Jesus returns who have come out of the time of trouble. So, you know, that means millions of people are going to be passed away before that begins. Mm -hmm. Elder nobody's going to die during the time of trouble. What'd you say? I have a question. You know, when Christ uh,
5: was resurrected and the the people the saints that that were in the grave they came up with him. I'm curious to. I guess I'm I'm still studying. I'm I'm still learning. Why are they part of the 144 also? Because I I I was in a I was talking to another a saint and they were saying those people went back with God. Am am I am I correct?
0: Yeah, okay. we were just talking about. The 144,000 says, These are they which came out of great tribulation, passed through the time of Jacob's trouble. So it's okay. 144,000, the Bible says, will come out of the time of trouble, not counting those who went back uh, to heaven with Christ at his resurrection. Or okay, thank you for
5: clearing
0: that up. Yeah, not counting Elijah or Enoch, who were, or Moses, who were all in heaven before then. And then there's okay. also going to be some people, uh, special resurrection which comes up a little later in our lesson actually it's chapter 19 talks about that so there will be some other people resurrected but the one hundred forty-four thousand are those who are living when christ returned so Thank everybody you. else will have been put to sleep you know and waiting on jesus when he comes it is a lot of people lakita says that's a lot of people that's going to be passing away right now, these are the ones who were, uh, came out of Great Tribulation and are going to be translated to heaven, okay? Says says uh, we don't have to be worried, trying to figure out who's going to be in 144. Am I going to be in it? Is Thomas, is Paula, is Jan? Who's going to be one of the 144,000? We don't need to worry about that because you know what? The 144,000 and... and uh, Hundred forty four thousand and everyone else who's resurrected when Christ returns for the righteous are all going to go to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm being it that doesn't number. matter.
2: Yeah.
0: So it doesn't matter when uh, when <laughs> I, I, you died in Christ, as long <laughs> as you <laughs> died in Christ, right? Yeah, and I may not let me know be the in that number.
2: I may not know the song of the hundred and forty four thousand, but Jesus will give me a new name. Amen. And that's what's
0: important. Amen. The destination is important, okay? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not when. Why well, would be one of the eight people make it. What'd you say, <laughs> Alvina?
3: I want one of the eight people to make it. <laughs> you want? Amen.
0: You want, who to Amen. Make it. you want who to make it?
3: I want to be one of the eight people to make it to heaven. <laughs>
0: He's talking about
3: I'm Noah's day. Noah family. We're just people. Yes.
0: I know it's going to be more uh, than eight people. Uh, okay. I'm going to leave that alone. It's going to be <laughs> very few. <laughs> 144,000.
5: Next, next song, say I want to be in that number. Mm-hmm. When the saints go marching in. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. And, and you know, you got to remember too, um, the apostle John said he looked out on the sea of glass and how many people were there? He couldn't even number how many people it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't be thrown off by the 144,000. Like, that's not the only people that's going to make it to heaven. Yeah, Those and I think that's
2: just, a, that may be a representative number anyway.
0: It mm-hmm. may not be a literal number. Well, I think it's literal because it says these are they which came out of great tribulation. But again, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as long as you're on the sea of glass. Who cares? Some people yeah, might have man. roads. Not a little but You think only one hundred forty-four thousand would be heaven, really. Might have a different song, but as long as you in the kingdom, who cares? Because, mm-hmm. like I think Karen said it earlier, whatever we go through, heaven is cheap enough. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a great and wonderful place. I wanna be there, and I know y'all do too, because I know that y'all are listening to God's Holy Spirit and following his ways and accepting his grace. And that's the only way we're gonna make it there through the grace of God. So pray to that end, continue studying, continue listening to God's voice speaking to you and being obedient. God has promised that he's not gonna give up on us. We just gotta make sure we don't give up on him, amen? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, somebody had mentioned prayer. Uh, Again, we wanna pray especially for uh, Tori, uh, Tory's family and his son Bryson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also, are there any other sick that we know of that we can pray for? Anybody having any sick family members we need to pray for? That's um, good if you don't. Uh,
3: family member that uh, recovering from a stroke. Her name Janelle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to still keep Daryl
2: Alexander in prayer.
3: Okay,
0: Dara,
5: And at the Alton Seventh day Adventist Church, Samantha Smith and what is his name? And uh a a a gentleman named W A L T Z. He passed away. He uh, and his daughter goes there. And then they had another person named Ke- uh Keller. He fell. Fifty feet and he's in Barnes Joyce Hospital. Mm. Mm. So keep them in the prayer.
0: Okay. Mm. Any other special prayers?
2: Uh, we'll be traveling tomorrow, so keep us in prayer. Uh, we have to go take care of some family business in Huntsville. So we'll be down there for the week.
0: All right. Have a season. All right. Trip. Keep- Okay, if there's no others, let's uh, bow our heads for a word of special prayer. Dear Father, we thank you so much for blessing us with the desire to pray for others, to be intercessories, knowing that your grace and that your healing, divine healing power is what takes care of uh, each and every one of us, Lord. We have special prayer for Janelle, Daryl, Brother Waltz, Sister Samantha, uh the man that fell off of the 50 foot. We ask you, Lord, that you'll Bless each one of us with traveling mercies, dear Jesus. Help us above all to keep our eyes stayed on you, Lord. We all want to be saved in your mighty kingdom. Whatever you have in store for us, Lord, we trust in you. We believe you and we believe in you. Give us strength and grace, dear Lord. Help us always to be faithful to you at all times, to be obedient to your word, to be faithful examples to everyone that we meet, to keep you first in our minds, Lord, that we might be faithful service of God and friends to man. Bless each of us, dear Lord. Save us by your amazing grace in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Right, we thanks for everybody tuning in. Amen. Uh, Karen, will amen. you guys be back by next week? Amen.
2: Um, I think we will be, but I'll talk to you throughout the week just in case.
0: Okay. And uh, remember, tune in for Wednesday night prayer service. And also, the thing tonight, marriage, laughing about marriage, what was that?
2: Uh, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage.
0: Yeah, now that's going to be on?
2: Zoom, just on Zoom.
0: Okay, do we have to pay
2: for that or something? Well, you just dial in to the, the, the information that I sent
0: out. Oh, okay. Zoom. Okay, anybody else have any announcements they'd like to let us know about? All right, if not, praise the Lord. Y'all have a blessed rest of the Sabbath day. Get out and get some fresh air, but stay safe. (laughs) Put your mask on. You ain't going to kill me.
3: (laughs) No, that's right.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.